You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Hour number two. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan, powered by MortgagesToGo.ca, always the lowest interest rates in Canada since 2004. Visit MortgagesToGo.ca for the next hour. The Solution Snake in studio. I'm a snake. Mr. Brent Cron. (laughs) The Cobra himself brought. Do you want to do the read for yourself or no? Because I know you like to do the reading. Yeah, I, I know what I'd rather if you wouldn't mind. Let's okay, see. Uh, sexy reading music, please. Immediately, Mr. Uh, GVP. Immediately. Oh, oh, thank you. Brent Cron is brought to the you by All Kind Door Services Limited, your one stop shop when it comes to fixing doors at your building, your office, or your home. Anything that swings, slides, or rolls. Call All Kind Door Services for all your door repair needs. You know what, Cron? That was terrific. Yeah, I can do it all. That was better than a front class bra. <laughs> um, yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those are always the best. Are they? Um, flames <laughs> lose. <laughs> do nothing. Sick, dude. <laughs> do nothing to the Rangers Hell yeah, bro. Nice. Yeah, well done. Um, I was saving that one for a while. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I have, I have a comment, but I, I got to stop myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's the perfect time. Um, Matty has some audio he wants to play for us that we didn't get to in the Rose Report. Do you want to do that now? Uh, we can do it right now. We can do it later. It's totally up to you. It's just a little bit of, like, honestly, it would probably make sense if we did a little bit of breakdown of the game first, and then we did it after. Okay. I like that. All I right. Li- I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, tomorrow is Valentine's Day, uh, Mr. Cron. Sure is. <laughs> We're going to celebrate love tomorrow on this show. Damn right. What is your favorite Michael Bolton song? He's the one that plays the oboe, right? <laughs> or is it the clarinet? No, I think you're thinking Kenny G. Oh, right. <laughs> That's the same thing that Patty did this yeah. morning. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe you guys don't know the difference between Michael Bolton and Kenny G. Bolton sang. Kenny G just yeah. played the instrument. Oh uh, yeah, oh yeah. How am I? Or uh, how am I supposed to make? Uh, what is it song? George, what's a Michael Bolton song? Which one? I which, don't know. Which Any, what's his most per his biggest song? Um, how am I supposed to live without you? Yeah, ba- baby. Right. Can you can you find some of that for Mr. Brinkron? Yeah, I got. Just put my uh, Burley on there, uh, the old Garrett. If you're a gamer like After me. After that. <laughs> if you're a gamer like me. If you're a gamer like me. If you're a gamer like me. <laughs> sorry, Grammarly. It's a ripoff. Why does a gamer need gam- Grammarly? I have no idea. He has no idea about the front clasp. No. So Okay. That's um you got the Michael Bolton song? What are you doing? That's playing, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah no. I can hear it. <laughs> oh, he's singing on a backwards chair. Backwards chair. <laughs> like he's gonna have like let's rap, children. <laughs> yeah, you know this song. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to this song. His lady left for another man. Yeah. It's heart wrenching. Right, let's get out of here. Did the producer of Top no, no, Gun produce the chorus? Oh, fine. Yeah. Hit the chorus. So Brent Craw knows what it is. Wait till the drums come in now. Here it is. 
Oh, we're going to be playing a lot of that tomorrow, Kron. Yeah. There's a lot of smoke in that house, too, hey? A lot of oh, haze. Oh, yeah. There's... Yeah. <laughs> Probably smells uh, What there. is your favorite love song, Frank Kron? I don't have a favorite love song. What favorite love Ballad? song? Ballad? Wow. What a pull. At, uh, yeah. what's, what's yours, George? <sighs> There's so many. <laughs> There's so many. The, the, the song that I, I, I danced at to, at my wedding was uh, Tony yeah. Bennett, The Way You Look Tonight. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Look at you. I knew you were a honey. Deep down, you were oh, a honey dripper. That was I your am. first dance song? Yeah. Yeah, okay. it was our, yeah, it was our wedding dance. Okay. After we got married, that's what we danced to. Oh. Mine's No Hands by Walk a Flock of Flame. Really gets you in the mood, eh? Yeah. Did you have really a gets me Feeling going. Hot by Buster Poindexter <laughs> yeah, and everybody right. did the conga line yeah. at your wedding? Did that happen? No. Truffle butter? You like truffle butter too? You get warmed <laughs> up to that or what? Fire away. Okay. Um, so tomorrow we're going to celebrate love. It's going to be a lot of very sappy love songs. Oh God! There's sure. a there's a video of my, of Michael Bolton and Kenny G doing "How Am I Supposed to Live Without You." Wow! Oh, no way! You got Man. Kenny G during the doing the instrument. Yeah, obviously. And Michael yeah. Bolt singing over. I need a cigarette just hearing that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to hear that. There's, there's too much passion. Yeah. yeah. Oh. You know what? Ooh. Kenny G's got a fresh reed in that uh, yeah. in that clarinet yeah. that he's got oh, yeah. there. Oh, right. Fresh reed. Look at you. <laughs> yeah. You just changed the, the parts oh, hey. of a clarinet. Yeah. <laughs> hey, random question to Kron. Who's the most famous bassoonist in the world? Because I don't know. Well, I've met him before, but I can't remember his name. Yeah, oh, okay. that's a good point. All right. Yeah. Um, Flames lose 2 nothing last night. Says Andrew Brady. <laughs> okay. Any relation to Joe Brady? Or Tom? Tom? The offensive coordinator of Buffalo? So I think Tom I is probably that the Brady. one people would have known more than <laughs> yeah, Joe. Exactly. But why would you say Joe? <laughs> why not? Because Tom Brady was the easy answer. Yeah. Keith, Keith Gretzky? Keith Gretzky. Yeah. <laughs> Brett Lindros. And I love that new Tom Brady commercial where Tom Brady has to say, oh, hi, Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Because Americans don't know who oh, Wayne Gretzky is. Oh, but, but Wayne can get an MSG, like, not that he won a ton, but because Tom Brady won a ton, he can't get into to M- MGM. Okay. Like, that doesn't make so any I sense. S- See, now this has opened Pandora's box for me, and now I have to ask you everybody this question. Clearly in Canada, we know... But Stephen A. Smith was asked this question on his show, and he debated about this. Who do you think Americans know more, Wayne Gretzky or Ellen DeGeneres? Oh, Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah, and it's sad. Yeah, that's awful. Anyway, look back. Right. To, back to the game, hey. Yeah, that was a hey, game. How about hey. them flames? Run, run! You just dial it back a little yeah. bit, all right? Yeah, settle down. Take a lap over yeah. there. We're getting to you it. Want, if I want to talk about Michael Bolton for the next fifteen <laughs> minutes, we will, and you're gonna like it. <laughs> you're gonna love it. Exactly right. Mm. Um, love there's it. There's a question. There's a question I asked Maddie and, and Patrick. I want to get your expert opinion, being a former professional goaltender like you were. Mm-hmm. Is this the best Jacob Marstrom's ever played for the Calgary Flames right now? Yes. And I will, I will uh, that was quick. It was a quick answer. Um, when you look at his, you know, Vesna candidate season he had two seasons ago. He yep. was, That's what Matty brought up. He was, uh, he was awesome. He was great. But I have never seen him this calm in the net and having this much fun, honestly. Mm. Uh, he's in this sample size of, of this season so far. He's 
I don't know what it is. He looks like you know he's thirty four years old, so obviously he's we, we we know what type of goaltender he is. But he's he's just he's smooth, he's calm, he's relaxed. You watched the game last night too. There's a few plays. They, the camera pans to him. He's smiling. You know, he chased the referee down there after the goal <laughs> a little bit, but uh, yeah, yeah. I would too. Yeah. You know, that's not a big deal. But I think his demeanor kind of is what sets it apart for me this season as opposed to two seasons ago where he was two seasons ago he was you know Daryl's there and he's 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 trying his best and and he, and he's playing every single night and he's just giving it and he kind of ran out of gas because he was just there was lots going on right uh, this season he's been uh, he's had a few minor bumps and bruises and they've had the the luxury of having Vladar and Wolf come in and and give them some solid minutes not Markstrom minutes but solid minutes mm-hmm. and then Markstrom's come back and. And he's just been, uh, he's been a force back there. And he's been calm. You don't panic. You don't see those bad goals. Even when he, in his Vesna, in his Vesna candidate season, he, he would let squeakers in. He would let in early goals, but the Flames had firepower to go back and, 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 and score and, and recover from that. And then the second, last year, they, they couldn't score. And then those, those squeakers became a big issue, especially starting games. And then this year, he's all but eliminated those, those bad goals, those early goals. I mean, on this road trip, they've needed him in the first period in every single game, right? And and he started the games and been phenomenal. I mean, those two glove saves last night, that <laughs> that the nice little, you know, Tanev uh, giveaway behind the net there, yep. and the guy just walks around and, yep. oh, don't worry about it. He didn't even panic. He's like, no, you know, nobody panics, even if it's a, almost a guaranteed goal. It's it's Mark, Markstrom's back there. You can see the team confidence in Markstrom, too. Two years ago, they knew he was great. Um, but this year, just his calm demeanor. And his battle level, he's, he's not, uh, you know, I had to uh, explain a few things to my son, too, the other day where he was kind of getting bumped into and run into, and, you know, you want to play tough hockey. Mm-hmm. You know, and he was, he's 12, and he was giving a few guys some shots or whatever, and that's fine. But also being playing tough hockey means staying out of those battles and focusing on the puck, right, and, and being mentally tough. And, and sometimes you have to turn away from, you know, where, you're, where your obvious frustration is because your ultimate job is to stop the puck. And we've seen Markstrom get distracted, over the course of his career, he's a very emotional guy. He, if you run into him, you bump into him. He'll give you a shot. He'll he can kind of get lost in that battle. And this season, he hasn't at all. All that stuff is, it's it's secondary. It's almost fun for him. He'll get in there. I mean, we saw that Philadelphia game where they were running him over con- consistently, and he stood up for himself. But it was nothing egregious. It was nothing crossing the line. He wasn't taking a penalty. Didn't take him off his game. No lumberjack. No, exactly. No, no kicking guys in the back of no the skate. No blocker in the back of the skull. <laughs> right. So obviously, um, you know, like I said, the difference for me, yes, the, the ability has always been there. He was tremendous in his Vesna candidate season, but his, his mental game is, is kind of what I, I would say takes him uh, to the, to the best hockey I've seen Jacob Markstrom play. How much of this is, sorry, George, just wanted to ask real quick on that. How much is this relevant to last year's play? And, you know, he struggled last year and just kind of understanding that he can get back to himself. Like, how do you think that equates into this? Well, and he's he's super competitive. I mean, like Mm -hmm. any professional athlete, you're you're there for a reason. And last season, you know, you hold yourself to a certain standard and he didn't meet it. And it's, and as a, as professional pride, you're embarrassed. Mm -hmm. And he was still, he was all right last season. Wasn't great. And at the end of the year, too, I mean, you know, the first thing we heard coming in from training camp is, you know, you know, Jacob's ready to go this season. And they say that every time. Yeah. You know, you come in and you, you know, you, you're in shape. And it was like, yeah, I took this seriously. And he's ready to go. And heard the same thing about Jonathan Huber. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, that's just the thing that if you don't do it, they can rip on you forever. If you do do it, it's just, okay, well, that, that checks the box. There's about 40 other ones. But that's, that's one, right, in the journey to, to being an elite player. 
But uh, from the drop of the puck, even preseason, you know, he was just, he was dialed in and, and he looked like he was enjoying the game. And you see him enjoying the game and in tough moments and big, in big game situations. And when the game's on the line, I mean, he was, uh, he's smiling. He's enjoying every second of it. And, and you can just see he's in the moment because, you know, now that all the questions, we're getting close to the trade deadline and everybody is, you know, what's going to happen? Is, are the Flames going to trade Markstrom? Is he staying? What's the, and you ask him, he's like, I really don't care. You know, I'm, my job is if I start worrying about all that stuff, and I think last season that would have affected him even more. Yeah. I think this season, between the years, it's a lock for him right now. And, uh, and, and this is the best. I just I love watching him play right now because I, I know I did my top 10 goalies earlier this year and Markstrom wasn't on it. Um, bit, bit cheap. Has there been a shuffle? <laughs> yeah, Has well, there been a shuffle? This season, he's been playing like he's a top five goalie. You know, uh, in the, he's been literally, I mean, we get to see him every night. Mm-hmm. You know, the rest of the league, you know, you know whatever. Yeah, sure. Okay. But uh, we see what this guy can do. Uh, and, uh, and this season, he's, uh, he's definitely been on another planet. He's, he's unbelievable. Has has he been thrown his stick or broken his stick this season? He's I don't think so. I haven't seen it. Nothing egregious, you know. Not after and he a, did that last year, a few times, a ton. You know, you, those D men had to wash their hands on the boards after the game because he was coming in to slash that uh, the, the, dasher. the the dashers. He's yeah. walking into the tunnel. Um, but yeah, no, you know, even you know, I, 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 I keep bringing this up, but when the puck hit the referee, and you know, I, I can't remember who they were playing, but it. It, it's a bad bounce, goes in. Last year, you mean it would have been a yard sale for, for Markstrom throwing his blocker and his helmet and losing his mind and yelling at the referee, and then he probably would have let in another one. And, and this time, it's just it's not bothering him. I love, I love that. Well, is that even kind of relevant to the goal he allowed? He goes after the referee, and then right after, steel trap. Yeah, Nothing, nothing's getting past him. And last year, if something like that had happened and he was upset and maybe felt like he had been wronged by an official... Maybe it would get to him, and the next one would get in, or he'd let in a soft one after that, and he responded well yesterday. He would have melted last year, mm-hmm. right? And that's 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 how it goes throughout your career. You have you know, good seasons and bad seasons, obviously. But uh, it was nice to see. I mean, that was that was a goal. He didn't have it. I've been in those situations where you're kind of in that half pad stack, and your 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 pads turned around. You can't get your glove flat on the puck. You know what's under you, but you can't see it, and you think you have it. And it, you just get to poke at it once, and it pops out, and it's in the net. I mean, that's a goal, but that drives any goalie nuts. I didn't like Hannafin on that play. He he thought Markstrom had it, so he kind of stopped. And it would have been nice to just see him, just see, even if he did have it, seal him out, get just him out of there, finish him, yeah, just crush him. But that's the confidence they have in Markstrom. Oh, he's got it. I'm yeah. gonna go. I'm gonna go for a dart on the bench and yeah. grab a glass of scotch and sit there and watch this guy work all night and maybe mixing in a sister too. <laughs> yeah, uh, he was uh, absolutely terrific. Last night, wanted to get your thoughts on the windmill glove save. Love that it. Shesterkin made on Anderson. Wow. Y- you know, um, I I have a bit of a crush on on Igor Shesterkin. Mm-hmm. You know, when the really? crowd in, in in MSG goes Igor, Igor, um, it's a beautiful name. <laughs> you know, it is. It is. It's it's a very smooth, sultry name. It just mm. rolls off the the back of your throat really Igor. well. Igor. <laughs> but. You know, it's been no no secret that he has been having a bit of an off season, and the Rangers are fortunate they've had quick play as well as he has. Peter Laviolette came out this season too and said Shesterkin's our guy, but we're very fortunate that we have quick to allow, you know, Igor some time to to work on his game and not play every night and put him in situations where he's got to keep going back out there in a bit of a negative mindset. But last night, um, you know, he he moves so well, he covers low so well, he he keeps his shoulders up because he's not an overly big guy. 
but he's so square to the puck. And you see him last night, a lot of times he wasn't even moving his arms. It was just, he was pu- putting his chest up on the goal line. Essentially, there's some close-in shots. Coleman at the end of the game, it's his shoulders are square. But that glove save, too, I mean, you can say that's all flash. You can say that's all, you know, a little, he's putting a little extra sizzle on the hot dog. But, uh, but he baited him for that glove side, though, too. And, and, he, and he sold everything for the glove. And he, and he held his glove a bit lower. And that was a great shot by Anderson. And he had to give it everything he had to rip his glove up there, right? It looked fantastic. That'll be on highlight. If he would have caught it, that would have been the best. Yeah. You know, if he would have really just snatched it and then pulled the old windmill around, that would have been awesome. But that's a, he, he baited Anderson top glove on that, gave it all to him, and then just took it away like a snake. What about the two saves on uh, Coleman? And I feel like if this was over a month ago, Coleman would have scored in that opportunity. Yeah, you know what? It's funny. Like, you know, we 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 have Markstrom here this season, and there's no panic. You know, games on the line. There's no panic. I felt like that way with even when it was one nothing and the Flames were getting pressure and the the the, the it was a sleepy road game, but it was a game that the Flames could have won because of Markstrom's start. They gained momentum as as the Rangers kind of fell off. Calgary started to push towards the end. I think it was in the third period there where the Rangers were on the power play, and I can't remember what line it was, but they just kept giving the puck away time after time, and the Flames were able to come in and generate chances. And even, at, you know, under a couple minutes there, Shesterkin had a lot of work to do, and there was no panic. Like, I, I was watching the game, and, and uh, I made my son not make it. He, he wanted to watch Shesterkin play too. But... Uh, you made him. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you sit right here. You know, scrap your math homework or whatever it is you think you're doing right now. Yeah, and you park your butt right here, and you watch. You watch this. You watch this goalie duel right now. Do the chant. Do the chant. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it's Johnny Ringo and Doc Holliday squaring <laughs> off last night, and uh, and I just I, there's no panic in 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 either when it was that close. He even went for a goal at one nothing. One nothing. Like. The mineral- and missed by like forty feet. The minerals on that guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Like yeah. the minerals. It's uh. He he missed. He the he missed. Minerals. The- <laughs> Listen to you. Well, we we've, we've all seen the movie Snatch, have we not? No. Yeah. It's uh. Oh, what's that uh, English guy? Madonna's ex-husband guy there. Guy Ritchie you know that directs I, that. Oh, Jason Tatum. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. in that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's Guy Ritchie. Did Jason Tatum's in Snatch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And he's like, you don't have the minerals. And uh, small-time boxing promoter. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm one of the kicking best myself. I should have named like right. 15 Hit. more English actors instead of Guy Ritchie. <laughs> I had such an opportunity to do that there, did. and I didn't do it. Benicio Del Toro, he's in there too, yeah. but he's not English. Okay. Um, I well, watched Fear and Loathing the other day. Did you? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but uh, but back to the, the Stones on Shesterkin for going McDaniel. for a goal. Right? Go ahead. The, he going for a goal at one nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Markstrom waited until they were up by three. <laughs> I know. And that was a tire fire. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He got so horned up to get that goal. And then Shesterkin on a one nothing just goes, yeah, you know what? Let's, uh, I'm going to go for it here. I'm feeling it tonight. And uh, I thought, I was like, what is he doing? That is awesome. I, I'm happy it missed. But uh, still. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about that about our show. I'm like, I'm glad he didn't score. Yeah. I didn't want to talk about that this morning. I know. Because then I'm like, oh, great. Shesterkin scored into empty net. Like, shut up. And then somebody have to go fight him, right? He'd be the yeah, Rid- Ridley yeah, Gregg of, yeah. of the Rangers, you know? <laughs> no, no, no. He didn't slap it in. <laughs> That's oh, sorry. You know what? I was thinking too, like watching Pospisil last night just piss off Panarin, everybody, Panarin. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, but that one sequence in particular, <laughs> yeah. 
You know, I'm just thinking Pospisil would be our guy to do that, hey? You just clap her into the clap, empty net. You know, maybe go and oh, toe, yeah. toe Battle drag. of Alberta. <laughs> yeah. Through the legs, bar down. <laughs> and, you know, like, if you, and, and, and the, the generational gap between some of those players, like, that's just cool. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you got you got the, the more veteran guys that I'm, they played in an era where they would do that and their teeth would be kicked in, right? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't even think of doing anything like that. And you'd be stapled to the bench for even thinking of stuff like that, right? And and just to set some of these veteran guys off, just to like Morgan Riley exploded, right? The Ryan Reeves' quotes yesterday were amazing. <laughs> just so over the top. <laughs> oh, I know. Maximum one game suspension. Yeah. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. What do you say? Make hockey violent again? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, settle down. Yeah, like Ryan Reeves played in 1990, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. Well, that's that's the thing, too. He, yeah. Anyway, we'll leave that alone. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, there was a lot of tougher men out there when he was in the American League. Mm. Then when yeah. I when we played against each other, that's Listen, a, it was a dicey situation. There's no question that um, the physicality is way down in the NHL, and it just keeps going down and down every season. It does ramp up in the playoffs, and that's what makes the playoffs so fantastic. But yeah, the physicality is way down in the National Hockey League, and it's it's a better product when there's more physical play. Yes, it is. It just is. Yep, I think. Like, I'm not saying bring back the trap of the devils of the mid-90s and early 2000s where, you know, um, Jaguar and Brodeur are playing one nothing, 2-1 games in the Stanley Cup Final. I'm not saying do that. But I'm saying the physicality is way down in the NHL, and it's just a better product when there is physicality. Like, the NFL, people love football because why? It's a ridiculously physical sport. People like to watch that. And I just wish there was a little more physicality in the NHL. That's all. I love speed. I love skill. Everyone watches that. Everyone likes to watch that. But the fact that hitting is way down, the physicality is way down, I think it hurts the product. It it hurts the product for me. Some days it's tough to watch just all this, you know, dancing around. And, you know, they're amazing athletes. The, the game has changed a ton. Um, you know, you watch Connor McDavid fly around out there. And, I mean, he can. It, it's... It's insane, but um, you you do see the reaction from the fans when things do get a little physical or there's a little passion in the game, and uh, the building just immediately erupts, right? Everybody can, you know, scoring goals, yeah, that's great, um, but it's the, it's the extra stuff, the the pushing and shoving and the hitting and the fighting and the, the jawing back and forth and the chirping and guys getting into it, and it's not just, you know, getting two minutes for grabbing a guy's visor because that's, that's frustrating, you know, like don't hurt my feelings yeah. out there, right? There's a lot of guys that... Right. Uh, you know, I, I have a tough time watching certain games. You know, I mean, even last night, too. I mean, poor Pelche taking one from Truba. Um, Truba can hit. Man, can he hit. Um, and he baited him into that one, too. It was a bit of a suicide Holy. pass from, from Shillington. Like, Shillington was being pressured in the corner there, right? So he had to make a decision with the puck. Pelche has got his back turned, and he's trying to accept the puck as he's trying to start to skate up with his head down and his... St- I mean, that's open. I don't know if anybody does that as good as Trouba no. does, where he backs off the line, makes it look like he's going to retreat, and then all of a sudden you turn your head up and there's a brick wall in front of you and, and you're staring at the rafters. And, uh, you know, on a on a rookie, unsuspecting player, too, who's just getting back after. Right a, in a, this a, exact same shoulder. And it's just like, oh, when I saw that, I was like, ah, couldn't have been any other guy, please, right? But it's not. And, you know, I you got to. You we're talking about protecting yourself and all that kind of stuff. You can, I think, a guy like Pelche, when a guy like Truba comes in, you and like you just have to completely bail on that play if you want to protect yourself, right? I'm not an advocate for bailing on a play, but right. you, you know, it's like you're two games or three games in, and uh, you might just uh, 
want to just chip that one out and not take it and and you got to know who's on the ice and you know sometimes you get caught i just think you didn't even see him coming no he didn't like not he, at all right no he didn't because there was a there was a winger on the wall for the rangers too the pass got by him and i think okay well that's the defenseman's not going to be right here because the, the ranger player was about two three strides away from him and and bo- pow right in the kisser but it was uh it was a heavy hit man that's too bad uh, they call that a business decision. Maybe Pelche should have had a business yeah. decision and not take that hit. All right. Uh, there's a piece of audio Maddie wants to play from our post game show last night. Yes. We'll do that next. Yes. Correct. Um, and it's uh, Brent Cron still in studio. Big Show Flames analyst. The sure Solution am. Snake, the Cobra. Courtesy of our friends at All Kind Door Services Limited. Um, what song, what music do you want to play underneath as you're going to read your tag again coming out of the break, Cron? What do you want GVP to play underneath while you read it? I don't know. I don't know if there's if, if there is any reading music I can what, read to. Why, why don't you think just about my it voice? during the break? Oh, like a nice Renaissance music. Yeah. Mm. Oh, mm. yeah, a little. Yeah. Back when reading was all the rage. A, yeah, look, maybe a, maybe a, a liar or a leer or mm. whatever, however you say it. Go uh, go whisper it to GVP, and then you can surprise all of us while you read your uh, sponsor tag coming out of the break. Can't wait. All right, let's do. I'm not going to talk about that whispering stuff let's that was so break, big yeah. and popular. Let's get to, let's get to all right, that's that's Brent Cron. It's time to go to break. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rose Sportsnet 960, the fan. You want to see if I've got the minerals? Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio, it's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan, the top of the hour. To wrap up Super Bowl 58, Mr. Charles Davis, for the last time this season, single tier, will join us. We love having Charles on the program. We'll do our locks of the day coming up at 8.30. I got chirped on uh, on Twitter over my soccer pick, Patrick. Yeah, Udinese shut out Juventus there, yeah. 1-0. So my man, um, what's his name, uh, chirping me. <clears throat> I was actually absolutely on fire with soccer picks, so he chirps me with my one wrong soccer pick, <laughs> Henrik. Yeah, thanks, Henrik. Oh, Henrik, I know Henrik, yeah. Get yeah, Henrik, right. when I was getting them right, I didn't hear Br- from you, uh, Henrik. Is it brilliant Oranje? Yes. Yes, I know Henrik, yeah. Dutch guy. He's like, not looking good at George Russick. <laughs> yeah, I know, Henrik. Where were you when I was getting these picks right? <laughs> hey, Henrik, I didn't hear. Good pick, George. Nope. <laughs> nope. It's only about the loss. Lock him like Webb and Yama last night. All right. Uh, Brent Cron's still in the studio. <laughs> he, um, he's going to read his own tag. And I like that we're doing this now, that you're reading your own sponsor tag. Me too. Did you pick a special song with GVP? I, I did. It may not go with what I'm doing, but I picked it anyway. Okay. Uh, well, let's hear it. Brent Cron is brought to you by All Kind Door Services Limited. Your one-stop shop when it comes to fixing doors at your building, your office, or your home. Anything that swings, slides, or rolls. Call All Kind Door Services for all your door repair needs. Like, I don't know how you're not making babies out there to our listeners right now, the way you're reading that. I know. It's crazy. I think he is. Be careful. You should have read it to Anya. Make sure you wear (laughs) protection. Oh, it is Anya. Okay, I was saying the other other song. um, Which one? Uh, big song about it, Anya. Oh, Time? Time, yeah. Yeah, I like that song, That would have been a good song to read, too. Yeah. Caribbean Blues is my favorite Anya song. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anya. Good Irish lady. <laughs> She's a big fan of Zadarov. 
<laughs> you love that I Zadaroff. Yeah. The wrong emphasis. Zadaroff on the wrong syllable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, Maddie uh, has a has some good post game audio holstered mm-hmm. that we couldn't get to in the Rose Report. What do you got for us, Maddie? Well, yesterday we had the uh, call-in show for the post game, uh, obviously, and you know some people had some opinions on yesterday's New York Rangers game, and I just thought that some of the listeners brought up some really salient points, so I just wanted to share them with the class, if that's okay with you. Sure. Yeah, that's okay. What okay. if I said no? Well, then we'd probably turn your mic off, and we'd do it anyways. Uh, okay. So what Let's we're going to do here is uh, George first. This is, uh, I don't believe this was you. But I should call in one time. <laughs> you should. Well, Frank, I hope you call in much like this, George. Let's go ahead and okay. have a listen. Really? It. Is it me now? It is. Okay, let me get you off speakerphone because everybody hates speakerphone. I agree. I appreciate that. I think George had a couple. Let me push the button. What's that? Let me push the button. Had a okay. What was that, George? I think I think I think he had a couple. Do you? Okay, Pat. Here's the deal. My question to you, I'm other George. I know you got a lot of Georges in your community. And by the way, I really want to tell you, thank you for creating and sustaining such a great community. Happy to. I, I, that's my favorite part of doing this is the uh, is the community. Thoughts. I think no, I know. But, I think I know that guy. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, but like the like the other George was he alluding to me? I think he's talking to you. A lot of Georges in the network. <laughs> no, yeah. we have the South Carolina George that calls. Oh he's yeah, the first caller. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was waiting for like a question that he's going to ask Pat. No, 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 no. He's just happy to be here, man. Yeah, there's more. Thank you for that, and uh, I don't want to say much other stuff, but that uh, tangential. Uh, now, my question to you is, do you think the Calgary Flames management team is more worried about winning games or putting fans in seats? Um, and I appreciate it, George. Um, I appreciate the question. And I appreciate Thank the, you. Uh, I appreciate the Thank kind you. words. You have yourself a great night, hey, as uh, we start to wrap things up. I, I, I think it's a fair question from George. Um, I think... Oh, man. <laughs> There's a lot of periods in that comment where they shouldn't be. It's like, do you think... <laughs> you been a team? You know, is you more know this worried about <laughs> winning games? You know what that reminds me of? Or putting uh, fans in seats. Yeah. You know what that reminds me of, uh, GVP? The show we did the day after the Beer League game with Matty Rose mm. in the 6 a.m. hour. I don't think it was quite the same, but it was close. Do, you have any, do we have that? Do we have the audio of that? I don't have the audio no. of that, no. Oh. I've deleted GVP, that GVP, do you have that? I don't that? know if GVP has that audio, maybe. No, I don't think I do. You know, okay, maybe it's he legendary. Just... Matty's like... I'm like, all right. Maybe the guy, it's tough asking questions. You know, maybe he got really nervous and had to get himself severely banged up to even get the courage to call the show to ask his hard, in depth questions. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, Creating. Took care of him. We'll say that. Okay, okay. Well, 
I definitely, you know what? I should definitely just call in one time. Yeah. And see what Pat's reaction is. He probably wouldn't even recognize my voice. Oh, you have a very, you have a very recognizable voice. I think voice. he would recognize yeah. you. You think so? You, yeah. your, your, your pronunciation would give you away too. What if I, what if I put like a Kleenex over the over the receiver? <laughs> I I don't know. What would that sound like? Let me. I don't know. Let me see if I can do this here. Did it change anything? Do I sound no, any different? No, 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 nothing not at all. No. Yeah, but maybe over your mouth. Put it, put it over my mouth like no, this. No, it doesn't like change. This? No. Maybe you should you should get one of those microphones that completely change your voice, mm. and then you can black like out your cane. eyes when you call in too, so you don't know your identity or the voice your, box. I don't yeah. think I need to black out my eyes if it's an audio <laughs> medium. <laughs> Video call, prob- probably good. Yeah. Get them on Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're yeah. like you're like a part of Anonymous yeah. when you when you do the yeah. radio show. <laughs> we are coming um, for you, Cron. <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask you about uh, road trips. So the Flames have this uh, successful road trip. Uh, they go three and one, get six out of possible eight points. Pretty good road trip, especially with the teams they played. Um, what about the first game back home? There's some time here. They don't play till Thursday night against the Sharks, who are stinky. Mm-hmm. Like is. Why does it always feel like, or is that just confirmation bias by a lot of fans and media, that uh, you always get off to a slow start in the first game back off a trip? What were your um, experiences with something like that? Well, I think they just kind of refer to distractions at home too, right? When you go on the road, you're focused. You just, you know, there's there's no family, friends, you know, neighbors, everything like that around. It's not that big of a distraction, but you're focused 100% on hockey, and, and sometimes, you know, it, it does happen to guys where you get back home, you get into your familiar spots, you kind of start enjoying life a bit more. But uh, you know, you got two days. You don't get tons of time off in the National Hockey League anyway, right? Um, my my big concern is, and and they played four premier teams on the east, Eastern Seaboard on this trip, right? They played Boston, they played Jersey Islanders, okay, and they played the Rangers last night. Now they come home, they got two days off, and then they play the Sharks. That's my concern because you know a big gripe with this team is the fact that. They played at the level of their competition, and they've had a really good road trip. They've got six out of eight. Their big, their big focus now is playing against the Sharks, a team that's got nothing to play for, and uh, and you got to be better than them. And the Flames haven't done a tremendous job at playing subpar teams all that well, so you can blame that on. Yeah, I know they just first came back after a road trip. I would expect um, a slow start, just because. Um, but having said that, uh, that's that, that people read too much into that. I think. I honestly do. Um, they've had a couple of days to kind of get settled and and come back. They'll be they'll be fine. They'll probably have a day off today. Practice maybe tomorrow. Play the game Thursday. Off to the races. There's no excuses for this club. But uh, like I said, my big concern is is playing San Jose coming off uh, four monster teams in the East to to get your game up to that level because it's not hard to go play in Madison Square Garden or or TD Bank North or you know those buildings are just rocking. They're hockey buildings. It's tons of energy. Come back here to play the Sharks on on Thursday night. Better be ready to go. Is it Markstrom again on Thursday? For sure. Absolutely. It's Markstrom the rest of the way unless it's a back-to-back. Okay. Unless he gets dealt right. uh, the eighth. Uh, I know you're a big fan of Greg Millen. Love him. The best. You love Millsy. we got to have uh, you and Greg Millen on at the same time. Yes. You so have you to can, make that guys, happen. You, yeah, we can make that happen, hopefully. Uh, you guys can really nerd out about goaltending. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like how Millen was passionate last night in the broadcast. You want to trade Marshall? You crazy? <laughs> he got upset last night. I know. He does not like that chat. No, he, he does doesn't. not like the idea. Well, he's a veteran guy. You're go- you know, he he likes you know all this getting. You know, I, we say we have to make room for Wolf. I mean, we do eventually, but not now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
Markstrom's 34. He's been carrying this team here this season. He's been their best player. He's kept them in games. You, we, we, we lost Lindholm, gained uh, Kuzmenko, um, whatever. You know, you lose Tanev, sure, right? Mm-hmm. You lose Hannafin, that hurts. You lose Markstrom, right? Like, it's, 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 a, it's a grind, right? Markstrom's keeping you in games that you shouldn't be in. And uh, I think his point is more so, um, you lose Markstrom, you're, you're really going to be in rebuild mode, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and it really exposes what you're doing. Because the way Markstrom's playing right now, he's masking absolutely every issue yeah. that could be. I mean, last night, they, that game could have been 4 nothing for the New York in the first period, right? And we could be sitting here saying, well, rebuild, rebuild. The only reason why it's still like, hey, they're three points out of a wild card spot is because of Jacob Markstrom. Yeah. And we, we had this discussion yesterday, I want to get your thoughts on it, that when it comes to Jacob Markstrom and this whole rebuild, retool thing, like it, it would be good for these young guys to be exposed to some playoff hockey. And I'm not saying this team is guaranteed to make the playoffs. And even if they just miss, so what? Like it's the draft pick is pretty much going to be the same thing anyway in a draft that a lot of analysts are saying isn't the deepest draft. But potentially sneaking into a playoff spot here, the way Jacob Markstrom's playing, if in fact you keep him for the remainder of the season. I think that just furthers the development of guys like Peltier, Pospisil, Zary. It's good to expose those guys to playoff hockey. I think that just furthers their development because we brought up the point yesterday, look at a guy like Brady Kachuk, never sniffed the playoffs. Thomas Shabbat in Ottawa, never sniffed the playoffs. Guys in Buffalo, perennially just losing year in, year out. Rasmus Dahlin, one of the best defensemen in the NHL, nowhere near a playoff spot. And it's just, that can't be good for development, although Dahlin's different, he'll probably win a Norris Trophy in his career. But it can't be good for development when those guys are just constantly around a losing culture. I think if the Flames eke into a playoff spot here, and there's no reason to believe why they couldn't, just based on how weak that second wildcard spot is in the West, why not expose these young guys to a playoff spot? Well, and, and the longer, you know, like you said, Brady in, in, in Ottawa, Kachuk there, it's like the longer you're out of it, the more pressure you're putting yourself to get into it, too. If you get into it right away and you just get into the mix and you get that experience, every you're, you're judged, yeah, you you know, you got to be a good good regular season team to get into the playoffs, 100%, but you're judged on playoff, playoff ex- or experience, how far you get, and that, whether that be forwards, defense, goaltenders. That's where you really solidify your your National Hockey League career. And to get a guy like Zari, who had a, I thought he played tremendous last night, too. He's a, he's a heart and soul guy. Pospisil, get him in there. He's a rat. He'll be able to do a lot more in the playoffs, too. And, and conversely, though, a lot more people will be able to do a lot more to him, too. So, you yeah. know, it, it's, it's, a good, it's a good measuring stick to see exactly where your young players are. You get in, you eke in, you, you get to see the bright lights. And, and, the, and this, the National Hockey League is the only sport that really changes from regular season to the playoffs. It's two totally yeah. different leagues. And so that's why everybody says playoff you know, experience is so important because it's, it's night and day. And, and that's yeah. just at, at any level to it in, in hockey. Western League, regular season, sure. Playoffs, wow. It's just like every, you know, the, the refs let things go. Guys play tighter. There's way more pressure. Everybody, you kind of make or break guys in, in a setting like that. Now, the other thing I wonder about in a situation like this is, is you get them in and you just get to expose them and kind of give them the taste because that's something that they'll be thinking about when they miss, yeah. perhaps, the season after, right? Like Brady's never been so he doesn't know what it's like to go back he can pretend in his mind and imagine what it's like to have all the senators fans filling out the building for once in a rare opportunity and all chanting and all cheering and all on your side but until you're actually in there and you actually feel it you don't get it and that's the only way to 
want to get back there as well, right? Well, it's it's a benchmark, like you said. Yeah. Right? I mean, that experience, it, you can't describe it. You, being in a building, in the National Hockey League building, listening to the fans go crazy, every, you know, you... you you are, are so dialed in, or you have to be so dialed in for that amount of time to be good every single night. And it's a collective team effort. And to just get experience, to get in there, get your bell rung, get smoked, get popped in the nose, and like, okay, you have to get up now. you got to carry on. Nobody's, the game is still going to move, right? It's a, it, you, especially as a young player, you always think you're working the hardest. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, and, and, and you got to try to find that next level. And sometimes when you're just good at everything and yet everything always comes, it's like, you get to the National Hockey and all of a sudden you're just, you know, you're not, you're, you're asked to do something different. You got to fill a role and you got to do it collectively as a team. And it's good for these young guys to, to understand, hey, like, I thought I was playing hard. Now it's playoffs. Now I got to do that every single night, right? Or every yeah. single shift. Mm-hmm. And, and, and to your point, George, it's, uh, it would be a tr- of tremendous value if somehow the Flames were to eke into the playoffs for guys like Zari and, and Pospisil and, you know, a lot of their younger core guys that this, this organization is going to be leaning on here moving forward for some time. All right, uh, the game was on, Rogers, Monday night hockey last night, and the uh, panel discussed the Ridley Gregg, um, Morgan Riley incident. And there's a clip uh, that was last night that, Croner, you, you watched, you saw that you kind of want to comment on. Let's play the clip and then get your thoughts. And then when I saw Morgan Riley go after him, I was loving it as well. It just stirred it right up. So you're welcome, hockey fans. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Was it too much? Yes. Is it the price the and the cost? too much or the cross-check to the head? The cross-check to the head. Okay. The cross-check to the head. But is it the cost of doing business for Morgan Riley? Yeah, it is a little bit. And you're welcome, hockey fans. Because it took two Western Canadian boys oh, from go. the Western League the to fire Florida. up the Battle of Ontario. Of Ontario. Ontario. You're welcome. <laughs> Nobody east of Manitoba was getting in there. It was those guys making it all happen. So I can't wait till they play again. I I was I had to rewind it and listen to it again. Called that, in the family. Oh man, because I, I mentioned Monday that both boys were Western League boys. I didn't get into it like Colby did. But I loved every second of that. You know, when Anson Carter gets into oh, cross check to the head, and you can see Arm Dog just <laughs> what? Yeah, of course, right? Like, just let me let me continue on my shtick here, right? And then he goes two Western League boys. I loved every second of that. I loved every second of that. Um, you know what? My 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 sixty. I was called up when I was sixteen, and uh, to the Calgary Hitmen, and that's when they still had separate warm ups for the teams because they used to beat the wheels <laughs> off of each other in warm up. When, when I when I would go to when I was a kid going to watch the Brandon Weekings, you'd get there early because they would separate the teams. You'd have a twenty minute warm up for the visiting team, flood, and then a twenty minute warm up for the home team, flood, and then the game would start. And I'm just dying, like I'm like, what? This is unbelievable. It's just a, you know. And then I I, I played in the league too with uh, with uh, Stephen Pete and and Eric Goddard and and you know Jim Vandermeer and uh, oh, oh and the Saskatoon boy, what's his name there? Um, uh, Hordachuk, Darcy Hordachuk. Yep. Oh boy! And you're just, you know, <laughs> Eric uh, uh, Eric Bugard was playing for the oh my goodness uh, for the Prince George Cougars, and then you had a bunch of other guys that you don't even know that could just beat the wheels off of you too, mm-hmm. right? And and it was just, it was. You talk about tough hockey, and you talk about boys that can fight, and you just sit there, and it's like my God, when 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 Colby Armstrong said that on on TV, I was just it, I went flashback. To just the old Western hockey, growing up watching it as a kid, and then uh, playing a little bit, obviously, it's just uh, it made me very proud. It made, yeah. it made me very proud to be Western Canadian. Shout out to Lethbridge, and I think Morgan Riley's from Vancouver. Yeah, so Vancouver yeah, and Lethbridge. Yeah, 
Ridley Gregg's own or Van- Lethbridge's own Ridley Gregg. I know. There you go. I loved fan. every second of it. It was awesome. I it almost felt like Don Cherry a little bit. You know what I mean? Like he's like a two good Western like yeah. boys going <laughs> at it here. You know what I mean? Yeah. I loved it. Got a right, good <laughs> Western like boy. What's it that Ridley Gregg? Uh, I love this kid. It's, it's always fun to see his Twitter account that he clearly runs himself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I definitely. Know, exactly. For sure. Yeah. Sometimes he tweets and I wonder, is he still around? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, Brent Cron, Big Show Flames Analyst, the Solution Snake, the Cobra. Uh, brought to you by All Kind Door Services Limited, your one stop shop when it comes to fixing doors at your home. Oh, building, we have a, your uh, a new room. Or your home. <clears throat> A new read for all kind doors. It just dropped this morning, actually. Oh, fresh really? read. A fresh read. Oh, yeah. This Brent thing's wanted to hot read off it. the press. Okay. All right. Okay. Read it then, and we'll go to a break. Brent Cron was brought to you by... <laughs> brought to you by All Kind Door Services Limited, your go-to service company for the last 35 years, offering 24-hour emergency service for all your door repairs, anything that swings, slides, or rolls. Call 403-266-1411. Great job. We'll talk to you Friday, pal. Love it. All right. See you, Cron. See Charles you Davis next. Big Show, Russick and Rose, 960 The Fan.